So now is the time that we are determined to listen to the Dhamma, the teachings of the Buddha. And when we listen to Dhamma, we do so with a mind that is peaceful. This means that we have mindfulness to be aware of this present moment of what we're doing. And we may use whatever method that we've used in the past to establish samadhi, our concentration, at the same time that we're listening to Dhamma. And so we're practicing like this. So we have mindfulness in the body, which means that we don't let the mind go out to thoughts, um, thoughts of the past or thoughts of the future. We have mindfulness well established in this present moment. Uh, and this is how we establish continuous mindfulness and then our minds will be able to develop peace. In the past, when I was learning and practicing in Wat Pong with Venerable Ajahn Chah, Venerable Ajahn Chah would teach that this practicing the Dhamma and establishing our uh, the foundation of this practice is for us to know and understand into this Dhamma. And so we get Dhamma from listening and also from thinking and contemplating about it. But Venerable Ajahn Chah said that if we're to know deeply into the Dhamma, it's going to come from our Dhamma practice. And where do we practice the Dhamma? We can say simply that we're practicing it in this body and mind. Uh, we're developing a sila, samadhi, and panya, morality, concentration, and wisdom, and this is our foundation. So when we're sitting meditation, we're establishing the mind in order to develop peace. And then these uh, foundations will become complete, uh, complete within our minds. And so this is us practicing in our minds, and our minds have a foundation, the foundations of uh, sila, samadhi, and panya, they will gather within our minds. Um, and then we practice to develop mindfulness in order to watch and know our minds. And so this is an important aspect of the practice. So mindfulness is, I'm sorry, sati is mindfulness, recollection. Sampajanya is clear comprehension or clear awareness. And these are very important qualities and we need to practice in order to develop them. And we're trying to make this sati, uh, sampajanya, this mindfulness, clear awareness to be continuous. And we need to have it present uh, whenever we experience sense contact, whenever the eye sees a form, the ear hears a sound, the tongue tastes flavors, uh, the nose smells odors, the body has uh, sensual contact, and the mind has mind objects. So we are developing mindfulness and clear awareness like this. And then we will have mindfulness and wisdom uh, arising. And this is the mind that is in the present moment. It is a mind that isn't going off to thoughts of the past or the future and then peace arises uh, so this practice we're trying to develop and maintain our mindfulness to be 
present to be continuous, uh, like we Venerable Ajahn Anan uh, taught yesterday for us to speak very little and to have a lot of mindfulness. Because if we speak a lot, then we won't have much mindfulness there. But if we speak only very little, then our mindfulness stays within our bodies. It doesn't go outside. And then this Dhamma can arise within us. Uh, the peace can arise within us. Uh, and so when we do our sitting, walking meditation, we're practicing to develop this. But outside of our formal meditation practice, whatever activities that we're doing, we're still trying to develop this mindfulness and clear awareness, uh, this sati sampajanya. And we can say that this is like we're listening to the teachings of the Buddha all the time um, because the Dhamma, it's not, bounded by time and place. <laughs> if we're practicing, uh, developing this uh, practice, the Sati Sampajanya, then we're listening to the teachings of the Buddha, the Dhamma. And this Dhamma, we say, is nature. Uh, this Dhamma can arise within our minds uh, because this is the uh, seeing of the nature of arising staying for a while and then ceasing. If we're able to see arising, staying and ceasing, uh, then this is seeing impermanence, unsatisfactoriness and not self within our very own minds. And then our understanding of the Dhamma grows. And so we need to have the foundation of a mind that is peaceful in order to see this. So the Dhamma... This Dhamma is not bound by time or place. Whatever country that we live in, we're able to develop sila, samadhi, and panya. We can make the mind to be firmly established, to be well developed. And we are able to do this through the practice and it doesn't matter which language we use, what nationality we are. If we practice and develop calm and peacefulness of mind, uh, then we'll receive the results of that. In the same way that we can eat food, and no matter what language, what nationality, we can eat our full uh, fill and become full. All people are able to do this. So the fundamentals of Dhamma practice is developing uh, this sila, samadhi, and panya. And then one practices this, one is able to get the results coming from that. And it's not dependent on language or nationality. Everyone is able to do it if one practices according to these fundamentals mm, because it's able to arise in each body and mind. Uh, that is, if one practices the fundamentals of the Dhamma and one's able to gain that peace. Uh, and so coming to practice Dhamma like this, you're practicing in the uh, correct way. And I give my Anumodana rejoice with you all and may try to make your practice continuous. Don't throw away the Dhamma practice or become discouraged. Even if you meet with difficulties, troubles, 
problems, restlessness, or the mind that's unable uh, to settle down, all these are normal. And so you must use your forbearance, your patient endurance, and your efforts and determination. You may have doubts arise in the mind. Maybe they're coming from questions you may have or from things that you have, you have read. Uh, but the way that you can overcome those doubts is from your practice because the Dhamma then arises in the mind and the doubts will then naturally cease. And so the Dhamma fundamentals of the practice is developing mindfulness and clear awareness and trying to make this well-established to be continuous and to put effort in the practice in developing this sila, samadhi and panya and this is the right way. So Venerable Ajahn Chah would teach very often that whenever these moods or mind states arise of happiness, uh, suffering, of liking, of disliking, of aversion, attraction, satisfaction, dissatisfaction, whenever these objects arise, then contemplate them. Contemplate them to see that they are not permanent, they're not a sure thing, and try to contemplate this often. And so Venerable Ajahn Chah would say then, contemplating in this way, seeing in this way, impermanence and this not uncertainty is uh, the Buddha. It's the knower, the one who knows, the Buddha, the Buddha, they're arising within our minds. It's like maybe we have a favorite food of ours. And if we eat that food every uh, day for a month, every day for a whole year, uh, we'll get bored of that food. We won't like it anymore. And so it's impermanent just like that. And so whenever we have a happiness or suffering arise, uh, don't get um, uh, fall into liking or disliking or tr um, be, be pleased or displeased. Just see it as being impermanent. Um, and then here, then we will see and understand into the Dhamma and uh, the Dhamma that the, the Buddha, the Krubhajans, the great teachers have taught us. This knowing will arise clearly within our minds, but it does require our minds to be peaceful, have this foundation of peace and calm there, and then uh, this will be promoted to wisdom uh, as we keep practicing. So in conclusion, give my Anumotana rejoice with all of you who have this effort and determination to practice the Dhamma like this uh, for this time of five to six days. And so you're practicing to know and understand into the fundamentals of the practice. And then when you know them, then when you go back home or the monastery uh, or wherever it is, then you can keep practicing. You make it continuous uh, because this practice uh, shouldn't be bound by time and place. And we know that the fully enlightened Buddha was enlightened underneath the Mahabodhi tree in Bodhgaya, India. Uh, but the Buddha was enlightened within his own heart. And we all have a heart and we're able then to practice and become enlightened ourselves to gain that state of Buddha or Buddhahood or 
Buto, which is the one who knows the radiant uh, and knowing one, this is able to arise within our hearts. And so we may not be able to choose where we are born or have been born, but we're able to choose that we will practice uh, these you know, fundamentals of dana, generosity, sila, morality, and bhavana, uh, developing, cultivating the mind. And so keep uh, your efforts up in the practice. Don't get discouraged. Don't uh, throw it away. And one day, if you keep practicing like this onwards, then you will certainly meet with uh, good results. And that is the peace and stillness within the mind, the true happiness uh, and and in, that arises from this Dhamma practice. And so you've had a good opportunity here that you've been born at this time to meet the teachings of the Buddha, to know the Buddha Sasana. And uh, so you must then practice by these teachings and whatever religion that maybe you um, is common wherever you are, uh, they do also teach to develop uh, goodness um, in in actions, in speech, in the mind. Uh, and so when we are able to uh, develop ourselves, to have this goodness in our actions, speech, and mind, then we're able later to uh, teach others as well, to give them teachings um, and uh, advice on how to practice following this as well, following the, the Buddha's teachings. Uh, so may you keep your determination in the practice and may you all grow in the Dhamma. <laughs>